Jesus's holy habits, pious practices, and righteous routines. Anyone and everyone, Pastor Harcum, who has spent time reading the Gospels, can testify that Jesus, our Savior and Lord, was committed to holy habits, pious practices, and righteous routines. For those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ and taking our discipleship to become more like Jesus seriously, it makes spiritual sense to note and also emulate and imitate the example of Jesus as he engaged in habits that were holy, practices that were pious, and routines that were righteous. As a Savior and Lord committed to holy habits, righteous routines, and pious practices, Jesus was known to pray and fast, give and worship, study and serve, fellowship and seek solitude, be a blessing and meditate on the word of God. Jesus' watch chapel was committed to holy habits, pious practices, and righteous routines. According to this story in Mark's gospel, we encounter our Savior and Lord engaging in a practice that is pious, habit that is holy, and a routine that is righteous. Jesus is not praying and fasting, nor is Jesus meditating or studying the Word of God, but Jesus, watch chapel, is engaging in the holy habit, the righteous routine and pious practice of giving thanks to Almighty God. Church, as we come on this third Sunday in August, the holy habit of giving thanks to God is important. The righteous routine of giving thanks to God is significant. The pious practice of saying thank you, Jesus, is important. According to this New Testament story, Jesus, our Savior and Lord, is engaging in the holy habit of thanking God for who God is, what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is going to do. As we read this New Testament story, it's significant, Dr. Johnson, that Jesus is thanking God in the midst of a potential crisis. When we thank God is significant. 
Anybody can thank God when you already crossed the finish line. Anybody can thank God when the miracle has already transpired. Anybody can thank God when you sleep nine hours a night. Anybody can thank God when the test came back benign. But can you thank God in the midst? of the storm can you thank God when the doctor says we don't know what is going on can you thank God when he or she says I don't want to be bothered with you your mama your daddy no doggone more can you thank God when Jesus is thanking God in the midst of a potential crisis. Jesus has done the work of the miraculous. And now Jesus, along with his disciples, have been trailed by a crowd of 4,000 at least. If you read the New King James Version, it says 4,000 men, not including women and children. This crowd has not had any food for three days. They've had water, but they've been hungry for three days. And Jesus, as a loving Savior, says, I have compassion on these people. And Jesus tests his disciples, Reverend Sam, by raising the question, where are we going to get enough food to feed this crowd? The disciples say there, Food lion is closed. Target ain't open. Amazon Prime don't deliver here. Then the disciples say, we're there. They, we got some fish. Ain't a whole lot. Ain't a crab boil, but we got some fish. And we got seven loaves of bread. And I don't know how we're going to feed 4,000. With two fish and seven loaves of bread. Yet Jesus receives the two fish, the seven loaves of bread. And what Jesus does is significant. Jesus receives the two fish, seven loaves of bread, and thanks God for the seven loaves of bread and the two fish. Y'all don't hear me preaching this morning. Jesus doesn't have a whole lot. Jesus has not been able to make his way to Walmart, but he's thanking God for what he has. Thanking God for the seven loaves and the two fish. And I preach this message, Watch Chapel, because with all that's going on around us, I preach this message to encourage everybody to thank God for what God is doing in your life right now you don't have answers to all the questions but thank God anyhow masks have become a political issue but thank God anyhow don't seem like you're going to have enough money to pay tuition in the spring but thank God anyhow 
COVID numbers are going in the wrong direction, but thank God anyhow. Folk are fighting over what seems to be logical and sensical, but thank God anyhow. God has yet to turn around that circumstance in your life, but thank God anyhow. Haters are all around, but thank God anyhow. Anybody can thank God at the end of the journey, but I tell you to thank God in the midst of what is going on around you. I know it doesn't seem like much, but thank God for the car you have. Thank God for where God has brought you from. Thank God for what you have in your possession. Thank God for what God is doing. I know you have yet to resolve everything and you don't know how things are going to turn out. But don't look too far into the future. Don't look in 2025. Don't even look into September. Thank God for what God is doing right now. I'm preaching this to encourage all of us who are gathering on this Sunday morning to engage in the holy habit of giving thanks, the righteous routine of giving thanks, the pious practice of giving thanks to Almighty God. And let me preach this to the real folk right now. While Christians ought to be the most grateful, appreciative, praising, thankful people on the planet. Sometimes you and I, from the choir to the parking lot, get a case of ingratitude, get a case of unthankfulness, get a case of lack of appreciation. Who am I preaching to on this Sunday morning? Can the real folk just say amen? Every now and then, if you are not, are not careful unless we are in the regular habit of thanking God for what God is doing, who God is, what God has done, you and I will become grumpy, we'll complain, we'll bellyache, we will whine, we will sing the blues. This ain't good enough. He ain't good enough. She ain't good enough. God is good, but God ain't good how I want God to be good. God has made a way, but God ain't brought me as far as I wanted God to bring me. God is a healer, but he ain't healed me of everything. And every now and then, unless you and I check ourselves, you and I will become unappreciative, unthankful, and ungrateful. But I preach this to at least 198 folk who are appreciative, who are grateful, who are thankful. For the two fish and seven loaves. Jesus is giving thanks. Preacher, what is Jesus giving thanks for? Can I preach this? Watch that. But y'all give me uh, 12 more minutes. I'm going to land the plane. Jesus, first of all, is giving thanks for past provision. Past provision. My New Testament readers know and my gospel readers know this is not the first time Jesus has done the miraculous, nor is this the first time Jesus has fed the multitude. Earlier in Jesus' life and ministry, Jesus fed a multitude of 5,000 men, not including women and children. 
And now that Jesus is confronted with 4,000 who are hungry, Jesus is not shook. Jesus does not panic. Jesus is not anxious. Jesus is not nervous. But Jesus gives thanks for the few fish and the seven loaves of bread because of past provision. Let me make it plain. Maybe past provision. It ain't deep, y'all. Sometimes we thank God in the present tense for what God has done in the past. Can I preach this? If God has been your provider last year, if God has made a way in your past, if God has been a healer in your past, do I have a witness in here? You don't always have to thank God for the present tense. Every now and then, we just ought to thank God for what God has already done in the past. In the past, God has been my healer. In the past, God has been a way maker. In the past, God has been my protector. In the past, God has been my provider. In the past, God has fed the 5,000. In the past, God has opened the Red Sea. In the past, God has stopped the one from shining. In the past, God has made my enemies behave. In the past, God has kept my mind. In the past, God has brought me through. In the past, God has healed my body. In the past, God paid my tuition. In the past, God opened doors. In the past, God gave me protection, promotion, and provision. Just don't thank God for the present tense. Thank God for what he's done in the past. Do I have a hundred saints who don't have amnesia? Give me a hundred and fifty saints who don't have amnesia concerning the goodness of God and what God has done in the past of your life. And let me help somebody. Don't shout too soon. I got two more points before I close out. Just thank God for what he's done this year. Thank God for what he did yesterday. Thank God for what he did last week. Thank God for what he did last month. Jesus is thanking God for past provision. Not just thanking God for past provision, but he's thanking God for present possibilities. Not just past provision, but present possibilities. Jesus has a few fish and seven loaves of bread. He's not panicking. He's not anxious. He's not shook. But Jesus takes what has been given to him in his hands. He thanks God. He prays. And in the present tense, God works the miraculous because Jesus had already given thanks to God for past provision, 
And as he begins to thank God, miraculously, supernaturally, Jesus is feeding 4,000. Church, we don't just thank God for past provision. We thank God for present day possibilities. I don't care what's going on in your life. There are possibilities when you give it to Jesus. I don't care what has not happened yet. They are pregnant possibilities with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about present day possibilities. And maybe the problem that you and I cannot see the possible. Maybe we cannot be optimistic. Maybe we cannot see through the eyes of faith is because we don't thank God enough for what we have in the present tense. If you thank God for what you have, you can see what God can do. If you thank God for what you have, you ain't looking at what you don't have. You're looking at what God can do with you do have. If you thank God for what you have right now, you are seeing yourself across the graduation stage. If you thank God for what you have, you're seeing your body healed, your mind kept, the church filled to capacity. If you thank God for what you have, you'll see in reconciliation. If you thank God for what you have in the present tense, Jesus is thanking God. Past provision, but present possibilities. We sang that song in Baltimore, Craig. Little becomes much when you place it in the master's hands. What if you are not, not placed in the hands of Jesus so he can turn them two small fish and seven loaves of bread into a bounty that will feed 4,000? Come on, I feel like preaching. Come here, Moses, what do you have in your hand? Don't look at what you don't have. What do you have in your hand? What do you have at your disposal? What has God gifted you with right now? What are your talents? What are your abilities? What are your experiences? What are your gifts? You are not there to give it to Jesus. Possible happens. Thanking God, past provision. Thanking God for present possibilities. Thanking God for promises that prevail. Jesus is thanking his heavenly father. For what God has already done in the past. It's thanking God for present possibilities. Because Jesus knows if they would just turn this over to him. Jesus has the power, the ability, and capacity to feed the 4,000. And have seven baskets left over. 
But he ain't just thanking God for the past and the present. Jesus is thanking God for promises that prevail. This is our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. This is the same Jesus who went to Hebrew school. So Jesus knows about the Torah. Jesus knows about the Pentateuch. Jesus knows about the promises of the Old Testament. Jesus is the God in the flesh. He is the Word incarnate. Consequently, Jesus knows Genesis to Revelation. He knows Alpha to Omega. He knows every promise that God has declared and those that have yet to be fulfilled field and Jesus is thanking God right now for past provision thanking God for present day possibilities but thanking God because God have promises of God have prevailed over a circumstance I'm preaching to bless somebody right now because I don't know what circumstance you are facing. I don't know what circumstance you're going through right now. But whatever circumstance you're going through right now, there's a promise attached to your circumstance that will prevail, overcome, overtake, and trump whatever circumstance you're going through. Ain't nobody saying amen to me. I need some real folk right now who have been through something who know that the circumstances of life can make you think you're losing your mind. But I dare somebody who knows the Bible to declare the promises of God are yes and amen. And though it doesn't look like I'm going to make it, Though it looks like my circumstances are huge and Herculean, the promises of God trump whatever you're going through. It may not look like you don't have enough, but the Lord is your shepherd and you don't have to want. Doesn't look like good things are going to happen to you. Come here, David. No good thing will God withhold from them that love him. Doesn't look like things are going to turn out for you good. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. You are scared and anxious, but the Lord is your light and your salvation. Whom shall you fear? Don't know how you're going to feed 4,000. Don't know how you're going to make the mortgage payment. Don't know how you're going to see through tomorrow. I once was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. Let me make my way to the New Testament. Haters all around you, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every lying tongue will be condemned. You don't know how this thing is going to turn out. You don't know when you're going to go back to your job. Don't know when we're going to be back in church. All things. I said all things. I said all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I said the promises of God are yes and amen. He's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Jehovah Shalom, the God who gives you peace. Jehovah Nisi, the God who fights your battle. He's my everything. He's my all. I said Jesus is all the world to me. 
my life, my joy, my all. Go on and thank him. Go on and thank him like he's been good. Go on and thank him like he's provided in the past. Go on and thank him for present possibility. Go on and thank him for the promises that have come true. Thank him like you already graduated. Thank him like you already got the job. Thank him like you already got the breakthrough. Thank him like you already healed. Thank him like you already got it. Thank him like that tuition bill already got paid. Thank him like you already got accepted to the school you want to go to. Thank him like that mortgage is already paid. Thank him like that prayer is already answered. Thank him like you're already in remission. Thank him like you're already delivered. Set free, healed. Past provision, present possibilities, promises that prevail. circumstance, there's a promise attached to it. Don't watch Hip Hop Miami more than you read the Bible. Don't watch Netflix or Hulu more than you spend time in Scripture. Don't read the News and Observer and the Standard and Poor Index more than you spend time in the Scripture. I tell you, the promises of God trump every circumstance. 
God's word is the big joker, the little joker. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm... <laughs> I said the big joker and the deuce. Somebody, my sister, my brother, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. If you're physically here, we still want you to join virtually. Go to the Contact Us tab. Wherever you are across the country, wherever you are in this area, you need a church home. You want to be a part of a church family. Go to the Contact Us tab on our website and just follow the directions and become a member here at Watch Chapel. I'd love to be your pastor. We'd love to be your church family. You can't make it in this Christian life by yourself. There's going to be a circumstance in life where you're going to need somebody to intercede for you, somebody to encourage you, somebody to reach out and check on you. Lone wolves are vulnerable. We're praying for you. Want you to accept Christ. If you're not saved, want you to accept Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. No greater decision you can make in life than to accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord. Stick with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. Don't just join. Stick with them. Stay with them. Walk with them. Watch Chapel. Want to thank you so much for your faithfulness and giving. You're physically here because God has been faithful and you've been faithful. We ask that you would continue to serve the kingdom, give to God through the church, continue to tithe, continue to give. If you're not a member of Watch Chapel, but you're blessed by our ministry, we receive your gifts. If you don't have a church home, you can tithe here. If you have a church home, we want you to tithe where you're a member. But you can give an expression of appreciation or support to Watch Chapel. You can text to give WCMBC. 73256. You can give through PayPal, stewardship at watchchapel.org. You can give through Cash App, dollar sign Watch Chapel. Please include your full name on Cash App, or you can mail to the church. Amen. Stewardship 3703, Tryon Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27606. We appreciate you. We love you. Pray for your pastor. Pray for pastors. Next, next Wednesday, that's our prayer and fasting concern. Seminary don't teach you how to pastor in a pandemic. Some stuff school don't prepare you for. I, <laughs> Let me tell you now. 
So pray for me as your pastor. Pray for other pastors. And look, let me, let me say this too. Watch. Let me. We ain't going to hate on other churches for what they do. We ain't going to hate on any other church for what they do. That's what they do. Pray for them. We, no, nobody has prepared us for this. Nobody prepared us for this. We, we make it our way, and we need God to order our steps. Amen. Come on, choir. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. Amen. Come on, choir. Don't leave yet. We're going to leave after the choir sings. Amen. Come on. You can stay on your feet, though. Amen.
Morning Watch Chapel. This is your pastor. Welcome to the Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. We are glad you are worshiping with us on this Lord's Day. Today is a hybrid worship experience. There are people physically worshiping with us, and we extend greetings to our virtual congregation. We are shouting out all 100 counties in the state of North Carolina. We are shouting out the 919 and the 984. We are shouting out our West Coast congregation, the Deep South. We are shouting out the Mid-Atlantic region, better known as the DMV. We are shouting out the Northeast. We are shouting out everyone who is tuned in and participating in this virtual and in-person worship celebration. Welcome. We encourage parents to log in your children to our virtual children's nursery and children's church today. That begins at 11.30 through 12 noon. Parents, please log in your children through the children and youth webpage on our website. Watch Chapel is a proud missionary Baptist congregation. We want to be a blessing to students and teachers who are returning to school. If you need assistance with school supplies, please register online through the upcoming events webpage on our website. The deadline to receive and request assistance is tonight at 11.59 p.m. Watch Chapel, I hope you've been blessed by our summer series for Word on Wednesdays. We have covered physical wellness, mental health, being black and brown in your relationship to and with law enforcement. We are closing out with college readiness on this upcoming Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. We want you, parents, grandparents, guardians, and young people to tune in to get ready for college readiness. We encourage you to tune in this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Dr. Stan Elliott, Dr. Pamela Senegal, and Dr. Shantae White will be our guest presenters to prepare young people for college readiness. Watch Chapel. Our upcoming church conference, mid-year church conference, will be Tuesday, August 17th at 7 o'clock p.m. This is a virtual conference for members only. Pre-registration is required. Register through the upcoming events webpage tonight by 11.59 p.m. The link to access the Zoom church conference will be emailed early next week. <laughs> 